Hi, this is Sarah. I just wanted to take a moment to check in. Molly and I have both had some incredible travels this summer. I just got back with my husband from Morocco. She is taking Southern California by storm right now. But we wanted to express our gratitude to the Worcester Arts Council. Right now, they're looking for some feedback to figure out what Worcester's priorities are for arts and culture in the coming year. You can take their survey at www.tinyurl.com slash survey 2021 You can also find it on their website or any of their social media channels. By taking that survey, you get entered to win a very fancy pair of Bose headphones, which is just an added bonus because you'll also inevitably see a lot of your ideas come to life. Uh, we've experienced that firsthand. I've had the pleasure of being involved in two big projects with the Worcester Arts Council this year. The first is this podcast. They are responsible for our continued success, and they've allowed for us to go out into the community and teach women and girls how to use podcasting recording equipment. So most recently, we were able to do that in Great Brook Valley, and Molly got to chat with a whole bunch of kids and local community members about their favorite part of Worcester. Okay. What's your favorite thing about Worcester? Um, playing? Yeah. What is your favorite thing about Worcester? My school. What school do you go to? Brunco High School. What is your favorite thing about Worcester? Making new friends. What is your favorite thing about Worcester? Um, school. What school do you go to? Clarkson. You love it? So, how did you take care of your mental health during the pandemic? Um, well, I try to do things that I liked um, that were inside of the house without going out and without socializing. Was there anything in particular that you found really useful? Um, it was mostly just watching videos of what other people went through and like that we experienced kind of the same things. Right, so like it kind of helped you feel like you were like, oh yeah, like me too, right? Like that happened to me too, cool. What is your favorite thing about Worcester? Um, I really love how you guys help the people here and how you help them progress through the years. Because I bet they couldn't do it without you guys. The teacher? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Mrs. Sanders going to be so excited to hear that. <laughs> what is your favorite thing about Worcester? All the paintings on the buildings. They look you have a favorite? The one downtown with the smiley faces all over. I like that one too. My favorite thing about Worcester? I love how much people love Worcester. That's my favorite thing. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> what is your favorite thing about Worcester? Crompton Collective. That is. What is your favorite thing about Worcester? Um, it's where I grew up and I like all the parks in it. How about you? I love the new development downtown on Green Street. Extra excellent. My favorite thing about Worcester is the fact that we do community things like this. Hello. I like Worcester. That same event was organized by Powwow Worcester in collaboration with the organization Harbor Voices, led by the artist Stephanie Benenson. And also some of my students from the Worcester Public Schools came together in order to 
host a community healing celebration in the valley. Uh, They had compiled a soundscape by interviewing each other and themselves about the importance of mental health and acknowledging mental health and destroying the stigma that surrounds it for young people. They also had coordinated a laser show in conjunction with the soundscape. So it was just like a a total sensory overload. It was really incredible. I will share with you the soundscape that they created at the end of this episode, but to sum up the success of the event, I thought this poem that the class wrote on the last day of school really did it justice. The poem is called Not Alone. Students arrive and we're feeling all right, unsure of what to expect in the light. But the mural persuades us even before sharp colors swirl to reveal what's in store. Thoughts run through our heads and feet run through the field. Our love makes it clear we've all come to heal. We open our ears, color beams dance, clouds move in fear. This is our chance. Lasers drift across the sky, the words striking the air. Together we take in the show and remember what we share. Our voices begin speaking and there's quiet from the crowd. We touch them with our confidence. They hear us clear and loud. Contrast in the dark night, like a firework finale, flashes wordful as they move. We shine hope across the valley. It's never going to happen. It's social isolation. It's keeping people away from others. And it's kind of happening. I didn't feel anything. But the second I step outside my house, I will just be more in school. Well, everyone goes through a period of time where they're 
either lonely or sad or don't feel like anyone cares about them, but that's not true and things will get better. Did you lose motivation as fast as you could gain it? It just made me really insecure going to school and it just didn't make me happy. I was, I wanted to move schools really bad. Kind of hurt, like, mentally to be constantly told that, oh, you're too this, oh, you're too that. And, that. and uh, it just got worse until the point where it led to, like, health issues and they had to go to the hospital. So that's when, like, it was, like, discovered and they got diagnosed with an eating disorder. When I was um, 12 or 13, I started struggling with an eating disorder called anorexia. And it was very, you know, deeply tied to, you know, my anxiety and my depression that I wasn't getting the help that I needed for. I think that it's very important for us to be, like, aware of how they can be developed or triggered. Don't look back and have to say you should love yourself just as the way you are. Uh, don't care about what other people think, because at the end of the day, it's your body, it's not theirs. They can't control the body that you're in. And if they don't understand it, then do that. I thought I was totally alone in it, but then one of my friends mentioned that she was struggling, and that really opened my eyes. I was like, wait, you are too? So am I. And my friends were even like, I am struggling with this too. And sometimes being that first voice is so powerful and you can really open the doors for other people. The best advice I've gotten when being the one to tell someone is just knowing that there's someone else there. A lot of times, if you say something to someone, they'll be like, oh yeah, I'm struggling I would too. I talk to my grandmother a lot over the phone. The whole pandemic was really a is that you need to find out what you love to do and who you love to spend time with because when you're doing all the things that you love it's kind of hard to worry and think about all the negative things going on in your life i think it's in human nature to connect with other people and just be with someone else other than yourself once in a while what keeps me calm is like spending time with my dog creative activities such as music can help you express your feelings. What I find helps me out is if I'm feeling depressed, it's good for me to either go outside or find something that I enjoy to do. I'd say reading helped me more since I was able to really get into the books and sort of forget what really was happening in the world. We are forming our identities at this age. If we start to believe that we aren't good at school, it could have a lasting effect on our academic journeys. Especially talking about life after COVID. That has just given me hope that it'll all get better and I get excited like, oh my gosh, you know, I can't wait until after this all ends and it's going to be amazing. Forward that, you know, we might not necessarily be the same people we were a year ago and I don't think, you know, we'll just be able to bounce back to who we were before the pandemic. And so I think it's definitely going to still be a healing journey. Because of the stigma that it has, so many people go left on like untreated that it actually makes it so much worse for them. And I think we need to start to change that narrative. So we need to normalize mental health 
just as much as you would take care of your body, you should also be taking care of your brain. I think the stigma around mental health is very real, which is why things like this and being open and being able to talk about it are very good because it shows people that I'm not alone. We all go through some of the similar things and people possibly feeling like ashamed to talk about it is definitely a very real thing. I've heard a lot of parents who just brush it away as like, oh, it'll go away <laughs> or it's just hormones. When even if it is, that shouldn't invalidate the feelings that your child is feeling. She also said that there was also some symptoms that ran in the family of depression. It felt as if I had never been outside of my house. It was, it was like I had to get adapted to being in around people again. And that made my anxiety be worse than I had ever been. It always starts with just like asking someone. I mean, it's not that bad, but I mean, it's not wrong either to ask for help. Like hotlines, or if you go online and search resources for mental illness or resources for depression, resources for anxiety, there's always these anonymous call lines. They even have text lines. If you can, I really encourage you to find someone who might be able to refer you to those resources, whether it's a guidance counselor or maybe the school nurse, and see if they're able to provide you with anonymous resources. Well, we can find help through a doctor, a therapist, or a psychiatrist. And if you can't get anyone, you can always talk to your family members or friends. Knowing what these symptoms are is also very important. Doing research, getting credible sources is always a great idea. So moms and dads can start to connect with their children by just listening to their worries every once in a while. Then they may discover and start to understand the things that their children have been keeping to themselves this whole time. Teens mostly seek someone to talk to that will listen to them and lend a helping hand, not judge them or butt in. Like, it can be so normal and anybody can have it. It's like on the reason why resources can help for mental health because it's very important. You can make it through this. It may seem tough, but you're strong and can make it through whatever difficulties you're going through. And I believe I in you. It's okay that like you're going through things and that like you're not alone. There are so many people like all around the world that go through things. So being like, I, I'm not okay, but that's okay. It shows you that we're not alone in this. There's always people that will care about you, and there's you're never alone. Like it's impossible for you to ever be alone. First of all. You're not alone. There's so many people that can help you. There's some people just like you who you can connect with. You don't you don't have to stay alone. You can people can help you. It's gonna be okay. You are not alone and we are not alone. So thank you to the support of Worcester Arts Council. We hope that you are following them all across the internet. And we look forward to sharing more episodes with you made with and for the community as the summer progresses. Thanks so much, guys. 
Um, the Community Input Survey is a survey the Worcester Arts Council puts out every year, and we use it to get feedback and input from the community about how they would like us to spend the grant money that we receive. So we are a state-funded grant program, so it is taxpayer money. Mm -hmm. So we really do want the residents of Worcester to tell us how they want it spent. So it's really important that people take it so that we know how people would like us to allocate the money we receive in the community. So last year, we had about 1,000 respondents to the survey, and that is less than 1% of the population of Worcester. So we're hoping to build on that this year. But we did learn some very important things from the survey last year. And the results that we obtained, we were able to come up with our top three funding priorities. And we were told very clearly that people wanted us to support underserved communities and diverse projects um, and projects that served those communities. That was very clear. Another was um, education. They wanted children's <laughs> education in the community. Um, so that helped us establish the three priorities for funding last year. And once we establish those priorities, that's what we use to determine the grants that we fund once we receive the grants during the grant cycle. And so how can people access the survey this time around? So the survey is available online. There's a couple ways you can access it. You can go directly to the link online, which is tinyurl.com forward slash WAC survey 2021. Easy, or you can go to our uh, social media pages at Worcester Arts Council on Instagram, and there's a link in our bio. And I will say it takes less than five minutes to complete, and by completing the survey, you are entered to win a pair of Bose Quiet Comfort earbuds valued at $279. And as added incentive, if you complete it before July 15th, you could win a $50 gift card to Donut Homies in the Worcester Public Market. So, all right. <laughs> Coming up, we have um, Art in the Park is still happening this year. The, yes, the Hanover Theater Conservatory Worcester Youth Speak Honestly project. And it's at the Brick Box. And it's um, a theater piece created by a diverse group of 11 young people in Worcester. And then, of course, happening right now is the reemerging downtown art installation. Are those um, all the store windows? Yes, the storefront windows, local artists created some art installations in vacant um, storefronts right here in downtown. Yeah, they look great. So that's nice to see that happening right in downtown. <laughs>